please exhale. And now let's begin. Welcome to the Science of Light. I'm your host, Rosemary. If you're interested in exploring holistic wellness topics through a perspective that blends spirituality with science, I think you've found the right place. And I'm so grateful that you're here. Let's figure out this life thing together. Always keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Science of Light. This week's episode I am so stoked about. I recorded it like probably almost two months ago now and have been following Shelby's work for even longer than that and dying to have her on the podcast. So I'm really excited that it's finally here. It's finally out. It is a natural extension to last week's episode where we started to briefly talk about cycle tracking. And like I mentioned at the beginning of last week's episode, where I don't believe that you have to be female-bodied or identify as a woman or even menstruate to get value out of this information. And that's actually where Shelby's expertise super-duper comes into play because um, she like so she's a moon cycle guide. So the primary piece that she uses, without spoiling too much, of the episode is the moon cycle. Um, so you don't need to be a woman or anything like that to get value out of this. So yeah, just stay tuned to learn more about cyclical living according to the moon based on Shelby's expertise. We talked about so much good juicy stuff this episode, like different archetypes related to the phases um, ways of understanding this stuff, um, how to have cyclical awareness if you don't menstruate at all, if your periods are irregular, if, say, you're pregnant or breastfeeding or for whatever other reason not having a cycle, um, and how you can apply this information given any of those factors to motherhood, entrepreneurship, having a nine to five, how cyclical awareness can just honestly just make your life better. So listen to this episode. I think it is fantastic. A lot of good stuff. Um, Shelby has a membership where you can learn more about cyclical awareness under her guidance. Um, But I also want to add that My membership is primarily astrological, and we do talk about the moon cycles in there. I will have a cycle tracker going live for members this week, and it will have um, just to be a little activity to kind of supplement this information if you want to join my membership. And but so my membership that's not the main focus. That's just like one supplemental activity that I'll be offering you this week. Um, But so if you do want to just specifically focus on that piece, Shelby is fantastic. And yeah, I just can't wait for you to listen. Stay tuned to the end of the episode if you want to hear more details about Shelby's membership, my membership, how to work with Shelby, how to work with me. It's all there. Even if none of that sounds interesting, I really hope you get a lot of value out of this episode. I seriously took a ton of notes just for my own personal use packed with information, valuable for anybody, regardless of whether you have a menstrual cycle or not, because we are all impacted by some sort of cycles. So without further ado, let's jump right in.
Hello, and welcome back to the Science of Light. Today, I am joined by Shelby Moon. Hi, Shelby. Hello. So Shelby is a moon cycle guide here to help women and especially feminine beings connect to their cyclical rhythms to create more ease and flow in life. So I'm really excited to learn more about what that entails, learn from Shelby's expertise. So thanks so much for being here, Shelby. Um, Can you tell us first, before we get into all of that exciting information and topics, can you just tell us about who you are, what brought you to kind of where you are now? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Rosemary. I love having conversations about this, so I'm excited to be here. And yeah, um, a little bit about what brought me to this work. I first discovered this from a local sisterhood group that I was in and these two women were entrepreneurs. I wasn't, I was maybe in and out of the entrepreneur field at this time, but they explained to us how they really planned their whole life, not just their businesses around their cycle. So they planned their speaking engagements when they were in a certain phase. They planned when they were going to hang out, when they were going to rest and knowing their energy ahead of time allowed them to really honor what was coming up for them and make their life work around that. So I was super inspired by that, but I struggled to really dive in for a long time. I want to say two, three years that I first was introduced to this and was like, oh, that really interests me. But some of my resistance and hesitations were that I didn't have a normal cycle. And I still, I mean, right now I'm still not bleeding from being pregnant, but Before I got pregnant, it would be like six months, nine months, three months. Um, It was very long stretches without bleeding um, and very random. And that made me feel like, I don't know, almost like, what's the point of tracking my cycle? It makes no sense. It just felt very overwhelming for me to, I couldn't talk to people and be like, oh, you're on day seven. Like that, it just didn't connect for me. Um, But when I got pregnant, I decided that I didn't want to hold back on this anymore. I knew that I had a calling to learn more about it. And that's when I discovered using the moon as a baseline when you're not bleeding properly or regularly, I should say. Um, And so by following the moon cycles, I've learned how they connect to the different phases of our cycle and to the different archetypes. And I'm still cycling right now with the moon and it makes it easier to kind of check where I am in my cycle because I can just check with the moon. Um, But I think that that is such a beautiful thing for people to know is that they can get started in this work, even if their cycle is irregular. And that's kind of what brought me here. So I spent my pregnancy, really diving into understanding the energetics of my cycle, how my mood, energy, needs, and wants shift. And I'm still in that phase right now as I just had a baby um, four months ago. And so I'm very postpartum still and still working with that energy of the moon. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. I'm so excited to like dive more into that. I have a lot of questions because I have used this stuff a little bit for myself. And so I, I have like a one person case study. So I'm really excited to learn from you and what, what you know about this and, and especially all of those concerns is like about irregularity and, and things like that. So, um, can you just begin maybe by explaining how the moon, like what, 
Can you explain a little bit more about the moon cycle, maybe for some folks who don't know, like the pieces that you, because there's also like a lot of things to the moon Mm -hmm. cycle. There's like what astrological sign it's in. There's like what phase the moon is in terms of waxing and waning, full, new, things like that. Can you explain like what particular pieces of that you use? Um, And then maybe we'll lead into how that connects with the, with our feminine cycles, but um, maybe first just give us the basics. Yes. So you are totally right. I know whenever I talk to other people that are in kind of this moon work, it's always like there's so many directions you can go. The moon is just so multifaceted, just like us. But um, she, what I focus on, well, what I started with was understanding the phases. Mm -hmm. And then each of the phases correlates with a phase of the cycle. So for, and another great way to do it is the seasons. They all correlate to the seasons. And I just feel like everything comes together to help us better understand each of the phases. Um, so if it's okay with you, I can give a little overview of yeah, each of the phases. Yeah. yeah. So the new moon phase is what correlates with our bleeding phase, our menstrual phase. And this is when obviously the moon is dark in the sky A lot of times we say day one of our cycle is when we bleed and day one of the moon cycle can be looked at from the same time because the moon is dark in the sky. Um, Also known as the dark moon sometimes because that's the dark moon is that peak of when it's completely dark and then we start to go into that new moon phase. And this phase in our menstrual cycle and in the moon phase can be a really reflective inner time. And when we're looking at the seasons, it correlates with inner winter. And I love using the seasons to better understand this information because I think of winter and I think of like cozying up by the fire and not being as social. Like there's Christmas if you're in the Northern hemisphere, but still like you kind of want to be home more. You kind of just want your like yummy drinks and relaxing and reading and reflecting. And that's really what we do that in the season of winter, but we're offered that opportunity really every cycle that we have. And then moving into the next phase, which is when the moon is growing from that dark moon gaining its light back and moving its way to the first quarter. This is known as maiden, the archetype maiden, and it's our inner spring. So again, just coming back to the seasons because I love them. We think of winter being all cozied up and then we look around and things are starting to come alive in spring. So we're starting to see the flowers bloom. Um, We're just, we're having more energy. This is the time of your phase when you you've rested and this is why resting in that inner winter is so important. You've rested, you've allowed yourself to just be, and you're coming out of that more energized. So I love that the moon can be a representation of that because as her light grows is also when we're gaining more energy. And then we work our way up all the way to the peak, which is the full moon. And that is ovulation. That is represented by the archetype queen, and it's our inner autumn, our inner fall. I say fall, but I think that's a Canadian term. Um, but Please inner autumn, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. But and the rest of the world, autumn is the tech. Is that what it is? Okay, I think okay, so. so. It's like a North American thing. Yeah. Uh, this is when the leaves are falling off the trees. Things are starting to prepare to get cold. Oh, sorry. I messed up there. This is inner summer. Ovulation is inner summer. Gotcha. So we go from spring to summer 
And for me, when I think of summer, I think of really being social. Mm-hmm. Like I have the energy to go see people finally, you know, it's warm weather, but you're also tired. Like when I go on like an all-inclusive vacation, I'm doing a lot, but I'm also just like laying by the hammock and reading and relaxing. And so what's important about this phase is understanding that there are peaks and valleys. And so you're going to have high energy and then you're also going to have low energy and being able to work with that can be really life-changing to how we just accept ourselves that it's okay if I my energy dips I know it's going to come back so that's inner summer and then lastly we have the inner fall which is represented by the archetype the enchantress and the moon is now going back into darkness so she's hit her peak of the full moon and she's moving down into darkness now and that can be really representative of how a lot of people feel in this phase the first half of the phase usually uh, a lot of women say they feel good they're energized and i think a lot of that is this patriarchal conditioning this is when we get things done this is when we have the energy to do all the things And then the second half of the phase, we don't have as much energy and it can be really easy to judge ourselves based Mm -hmm. on what society thinks is better or worse um, because we don't have the energy to do as much. We may be more emotional. We may snap on our children more. We may be more moody when we're in that second phase. And if I come back to the seasons uh, before I wrap up, is the leaves are falling off. It's a time that we're preparing for inner winter. We're preparing for rest. We're wrapping up projects. So I know I gave a lot there. (laughs) It's hard for me not to, um, because there's so many little pieces of all the phases, but they all really come together and work in such a cyclical way. So really, you can start anywhere. There's like day one of your cycle, but remembering that it's a circle that we can start anywhere. Yeah, there's a lot of little nuggets in there. And I love the seasons as good archetypes. That's actually something I kind of focus on a lot because I use the Ayurvedic concept of, you know, Vata Pitta Kappa season, which is, you know, it's only three instead of four, but it's the same idea. We go through phases, not just during the year of times of being really sociable and high energy and doing a lot, which is like Pitta season summer to like releasing Mm -hmm. And then you go through that period of releasing and then you go through that period of empty space, which is actually where we'll be um, and when this episode airs and where we're kind of moving towards now as we're recording this is in that period of of rest, that kind of inner winter season wise. But so Mm I kind of talk about that a lot. I think it's a really good way to it's a good set of archetypes, the seasons. It contains a lot of meaning that a lot of us have an embodied understanding of because we've been living through seasons unless you live in like somewhere tropical you know (laughs) like we most of us live through seasons um so we know what that means um and I love that so uh now I'd love to get into how this compares to the menstrual cycle and this sounds like it'll be pretty nuanced because so I know I focus a lot on the moon because you know I do astrology so the phases of the moon and the new and full moons and just how those go for everybody and how that might feel energetically and then I don't know as much about the menstrual cycle as I probably should as a person who menstruates but I do know that like like most of us only know about the bleeding time and maybe a little mm-hmm. bit about the the PMS or whatever you know premenstrual symptoms that we get um so I guess that corresponds to the inner fall I heard you say some things like moodiness yeah. Um, that kind of stuff. 
will come up. Can you say a little bit more about the other phases that some other folks might not know about that might not get their, you know, do awareness and how those link up? Totally. I love that you said I should know more as someone who menstruates, but the reality is we're not really taught this. You really have to seek it out, which is Mm -hmm. unfortunate um, and something that we're hopefully slowly moving away from. And that's part of why this work is so, I'm so passionate about it um, is because I have a daughter and I think we need to teach our daughters and sons both um, Mm -hmm. how to treat people who bleed and not having all that stigma around it. But um, yeah, how the cycles relate. So the way I've been taught, and it's different for everyone, but some people feel more affected by the moon and some people feel more affected by their actual cycle. I believe that what's going on in your body is going to be usually the the driving force. So your cycle is kind of the first layer. And then the moon is another layer. So we look at where we are in our cycle. Because like I said, menstruation is the inner winter. It's the beginning of the new moon. But you might not be bleeding with the new moon. So that's where this kind of gets confusing for people is if they're not completely synced up with the moon. It's like, well, which energy do I work with? So your body, there is the same qualities. So let's say you're in day one of your cycle. We don't look at the moon. We just focus on what's going on in your cycle. That's when you're bleeding. That's when you have lower energy. That's when you want to, that's all those inner winter things. So that's when you want to spend more time alone, be more reflective. Your intuition is usually stronger. And if we look at the moon, it correlates with the new moon. But if we're leaving that out, we still have what's going on in our cycle. Then we have the maiden phase, uh, which is, I don't use like the scientific follicular phase, I believe it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Pre-ovulation phase. And this is when we have more energy. Again, this is the inner spring. So this is, we've bled and now we are gaining our energy back. We're maybe making use of all those creative, intuitive downloads that we got in the bleeding time. Now we are like, okay, now how can I map those out? How can I... um, so my suggestion is really when you're in that bleeding time is to just note things down. Like it's a time of rest, but you might get a lot of downloads. So noting those down. And then when you're getting more energy, looking back and being like, okay, how can I kind of get the meat on these ideas that I had? And so that's our inner spring. And then when we move, so we move through the cycle in the same way that we would with the moon. We have our ovulation is the queen archetype. So the queen archetype is really feeling herself like um when we think of ovulation like we're attracting people we're we have that attraction energy that we're really putting off I don't know much about the hormonal side of it but I know this is when we're getting all those hormones that are attract we feel sexier we feel we're meant to procreate in this time so and so I love the queen archetype some people call it the mother archetype but a lot of people have mixed feelings around um, mothers and the mother archetype. So I love the queen archetype because she's not just giving, giving, giving. She's like taking care of her community while always nourishing herself Uh and adorning on herself. Wow. I like that. So yeah, the archetypes are such a cool way to understand because 
Yeah, we just well because I've it's heard like of it trying as something on the maiden mother and crone archetype before, and like you were saying, the mother that just has some like connotations mm-hmm. to it that we don't need here necessarily. Um, yeah, so I like that queen distinction because that really captures it well. I think yeah, I like that a lot. Um, and yeah. I've also heard women say before, or like people say, oh, like I made plans during my, what would be the queen phase of the cycle or during ovulation. And they're like, and then mm-hmm. it came time for like the next week when I made the plan, you know, I made the plans when I was feeling good and yes. now it's time to carry them out and I'm not really feeling like it. And so that's a thing that people say a lot, but I actually just recently heard somebody conceptualize it in terms of the cycle like that's why you mm-hmm. made the plans that's why you were feeling good and then it came time for another time in your cycle and you weren't feeling it as much absolutely and that makes total sense because yeah the inner summer that's when we want to see people that's when we want to be social um and then bringing that moon into it so that's the full moon phase mm-hmm. so looking at your cycle first how does your looking at if you have a regular cycle or not, this is going to be easier if you have a regular cycle, but just looking at patterns in your cycle first. And then, like I suggest starting with that, but then starting yeah. to look at how the moon influences it. So if you're synced up with the moon, it makes it a bit easier, but maybe you are in ovulation in your cycle and it's a new moon. So you're mm-hmm. feeling really outgoing, you're feeling those inner summer, but then you're also feeling a little bit of inner winter. So it's yeah. like this dance between the two and one may feel stronger and then if you're in winter depending what season you're in you also have that layer so that's how these layers start to work with each other sometimes I have a hard time explaining that um no that makes sense yeah like they're all just yeah yeah because I I work with that a lot too in like astrology and Ayurveda it's like you know we might be in kappa season which is kind of like the winter if you think you know it's a good similar Mm -hmm. archetype but you you still go through pitta time of day, which is like the summer, like the 10 to 2 time of day. And a lot of us feel really energized when the sun is at its kind of peak during the yes. day. Yeah. So it's just like, I like that layering explanation because I, before our conversation was, that was kind of one of my questions was like, well, what about people who it doesn't line up for? Um, which I think is a good segue into talking about that more in depth because so just like, personal side but so I'm like pregnant now but before I was pregnant when I started getting really into this like between pregnancies actually because I have a two-year-old um and before that I was on hormonal birth control and I didn't pay attention to my cycle at all I just knew when my off week of my pill was um and then yeah. so I started to notice <laughs> that my menstrual cycle like the bleeding phase would start when the moon transited my natal moon so like when it transited, mm. you know, when it came back to where it was at my birth chart, which is just interesting. So that's what I'm saying. I have this one person case study and now I honestly haven't been paying attention to it beyond just the phases of the actual moon because I've been pregnant. So can you speak more mm-hmm. on, on other um, instances you've seen either perhaps with your own pregnancy and postpartum or with other folks um, and irregular cycles, things like that? Can you speak more on that yeah I'd love to so congratulations on your pregnancy I don't know if I saw that yeah very exciting um yeah I love talking about this because I experienced it myself like I said I dived really into this while I was pregnant 
So the way it was explained to me, and I did feel this myself, and maybe you can start to play around if you feel it yourself as well, but you go through your cycle still. And again, we can use the moon um, as a guideline when we're not bleeding, but you have this kind of queen or mother archetype, whichever one fits with you better, but I use queen kind of that layer is on top of everything. So even when you're in, so let me just talk about the queen archetype a little bit more. She's really sensual. Like if you, whatever you relate with, whether it's ovulation, the full moon time, the inner summer or the queen archetype, they all are the same thing, but she's very sensual. She has highs and valleys to her, her energy, which again, in pregnancy, like sometimes you're feeling good and sometimes you're exhausted because you're building a human. (laughs) And a lot of times we're glowing in pregnancy and that can really be the queen can feel really flirty. And, um, she's, yeah, that glowing kind of aura and energy. There is this, and where the mother archetype kind of comes from is this giving and nurturing for other beings. Mm -hmm. That can be a a very, and the queen still does that. The queen, like I said, I feel like where the flip in using the queen archetype compared to the mother archetype is that the mother, a lot of us can think of our mothers or we know a mother that gives, 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 and does not take care of herself. Mm -hmm. And that's where this shift into queen, she gives, she takes care, but she takes care of herself. And that is high priority. She lets others take care of herself, her, she lets others run the bath for her. She lets others cook the meal or help her cook the meal. Mm -hmm. So as you're going through your pregnancy, you're still going to be affected, let's say, by the moon. If you're looking at the new moon, you might want to take that time to reflect, rest. Um, you're looking at the waning moon. Maybe you're getting a little more energy. But because you're pregnant and you're in this post, whether it's the postpartum period or the pregnancy period, there's still this kind of queen energy within all of it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's influencing all the other phases as well. Does that answer the question? I can go more into like how to use the moon to man. It just brought up more questions. <laughs> so yeah. because I'm thinking, like, well, it also kind of leads me into a next topic. I I do want to discuss and get into, and how this applies to like entrepreneurship or work. If you're not an mm-hmm. entrepreneur, like our goals in life. Um, but the the immediate question it brought up was like, so you're saying the queen is kind of always there, um. Would you say, let me think of how I want to say this, like, would you say that the media or like capitalism, whatever, influences us to feel like we're supposed to be the queen all the time? You know what I mean? Like in an almost unhealthy way is like the shadow side of that. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? Great question. So my thoughts, good. I love this question. My thoughts are more that society wants us to be the maiden. So my uh, my mentor, I talk about her all the time. Her name's Rachel Symington. And she just sent me over this song um, by Taylor Swift because she's a huge Taylor Swift fan called, oh, what is it? Nothing New. Do you know that song by Taylor Swift? I don't, but I'll have to look it up. Um, yeah, maybe put it in the show notes too okay. because it's, it's like it is explains how we put all this pressure on maiden. We put all this pressure on the young. So these uh, archetypes also correlate to different times in our life. So maiden Mm -hmm. is young teenager, 
we put a lot of pressure on the young teenager to go have fun. But then when she has too much fun, we ridicule her. We, and then as soon as we get, we see getting old as such a bad thing. And so the mother is actually going into the next phase where I think we put way more pressure on that young maiden phase who has the energy to do things, who's willing to try new things, who's, um, yeah, getting things done, being fun, being playful. And when we're in other phases, we can sometimes wish we were in that phase or put that phase Mm -hmm. on a pedestal because I think society puts that phase on a pedestal. And that's been the truth for me. Sometimes I'll like put everything in my to-do list into that phase. And then when I get to that phase, like we think of like an 18 year old. Yeah, she has the energy to work, but she doesn't want to just work. She wants to have fun. And sometimes we don't even let ourselves have that fun in that phase, which is gonna is what maiden is really designed for as well she can get things done but she also wants to play it's the playful phase yeah whoa yeah well and I resonate with that a lot too and and in my journey of like becoming a mother it was hard to um feel like that maiden phase of me was like dying you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and then I know Mm -hmm. with the the maiden mother and crone archetypes that I've heard of as like a, a trifecta those three work together um it like and then you move into the crone phase of life which is like the later phase um Mm -hmm. and that's like women become unseen because we're supposed to just be a maiden and so once you like totally lose that it it feels like our society has no value on that but when in reality it's like once you kind of reach that mother phase you quit worrying so much about what people think about you which is beautiful um you know so there's like pros and cons to each kind of what I'm saying. And then the wisdom that comes with the mm-hmm. crone phase. Um, so those are just the three that I've worked with. I actually really like your um, set of them better, better than those. Um, yeah. I would say I work with the same ones as you. It's just that you only have three in yeah. there. So I would switch, I switch out mother for queen, yeah, but yeah. then there's also enchantress, which you don't have in there or the yeah. wild woman, which goes in between queen and crone. So that's right. yeah. The pre- PMS phase of our cycle, which actually, when we look at like the days of our cycle, that's the longest part of our cycle. Mm -hmm. So it's a big, that's the wild woman. And because of that, it goes with that PMS of that. Sometimes our emotions can be up and down. And in our society, women are seen as crazy because they can't control their emotions or they're all over the place. Um, When instead, if we had this knowledge, maybe we could actually support ourselves through those mood changes and hormone changes and yeah this phase yeah well I love the notion that we can be all of these things at once like we don't have to only one or the other or that we can shift back and forth between them Mm -hmm. um so I love the idea of cultivating just awareness around where these are that's why I love working with archetypes I mean that's I I talk about it all the time with like because I do astrology and I'm like all astrology is is archetypes yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's all it is. Mm-mm. And seeing how those fit with you or if they resonate or if they don't. And it just gives an objective lens uh, to kind of separate ourselves from our experience in a healthy way so that we can process the language to things uh, we're experiencing. So how, so you've heard a little bit of the baby cues in the background. I love hearing it. Yes. So I'm like <laughs> personally super proud of you for, uh, doing motherhood and working because a lot of times I know that it feels like a conflicting uh, it's hard it's hard Just mm-hmm. anybody who's done it we know 
it's, it's challenging. It's worth it. Um, so can you say more about, well, first of all, it just personally, selfishly, I, this is just a thing I want to know because I also think there's no one right answer to how to do navigate motherhood and career and cyclical awareness and all that. Like, how does that look like for you in your own life? Do you mind getting nitty gritty yeah. with us? Totally. So I will first say that I am Canadian and I'm very privileged to have the option to have that extended maternity leave. And so I normally we get 12 months, but you can also take an extended one, which is 18 months. And just that right away, like that's allowed me to breathe. That's allowed me to feel like I can focus on what I want to focus on and have time and energy for my daughter. And I know that that is a privilege because I know that a lot of mothers are rushed back to work. Um, Little regard to the emotional well-being of the baby. It's just like, okay, you're healed. Back to work. Um, And I'm, yeah, lucky that Canada doesn't follow that approach. That's really cool. So sorry if this is like getting too personal. Just side note, like is that for the government? I don't know. Because I live in the U.S. and we yeah. don't have that. And it's like, yeah. yeah, if you don't have a job. Yeah, it's a Canadian government. So all across yeah. Canada. I think you have to have a job first. So the way it works yeah. is it's kind of like EI. You're That's getting right. um, yeah. 55% of your wage if you take 12 months and then 33% of your wage if you take 18 months. So if you didn't work yeah. previously, okay. I don't think you get it. So it is. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, that makes sense. That's fair enough, right? Yeah, Yeah. you gotta gotta give to get. But so, yeah, we don't have that in the U.S. Unless you have a super sweet job that does that for you through the job. Yes. um, Which is rare, rare, rare. Even people that have, like, super set careers, most of the time, six weeks. No, there's still not the value on the mother. It's seen as a detriment to the company. Right. So that's a cultural shift. I hope we go through one day, but, um, that's awesome. I'm glad you have that. And I also, yeah, like, thanks for acknowledging that. Cause I, that's one thing, another, like, I like to kind of acknowledge is that, so I don't want people to feel inadequate if they're like, Oh, how does she do it? And I'm not able to, mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. like an inadequacy on their part. Um, but so other, but I mean, even still, even with that cushion, like you found time to do this podcast interview despite your baby's schedule. So like, What are some maybe tools or like, how does that look for you? Like, what are your expectations you place on yourself? Do you have any tips for other moms? So I'll just throw out one more thing is that I do have a pretty chill baby. And so I want to say I'm also privileged in the fact that I don't have a colicky baby because I do think it would be a lot harder for me to regulate myself. But that's my first tip really is find ways to regulate yourself. And Part of the cyclical awareness has allowed me to ask my partner for what I need. So knowing when I'm going into crone or inner winter and being able to say like, I need an hour to myself or I, and it's been challenging. I signed up for a yoga studio that's right across the street. Um, I had to switch studios because I'm breastfeeding full time and she doesn't take a bottle. And that's been hard to navigate too. We have to like plan the feeds right before. Yeah. But it's important to me to give myself what it, to take care of myself. And like I said, that's that mother archetype is to give, 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 give. And I think, 
I feel really blessed that I'd done so much work on myself before I had a baby. I think I was meant to have a baby at this age because I've learned how important self-care is Mm -hmm. and that I can't give to anyone if I don't fill up my own cup. So I'm sure every mother in the world has probably heard this, but I've as hard as it is, and I involve her as much as I can. So I want to say that I can't always give myself the total break, but I can still sit on the floor with her and take some deep breaths and stretch with her and get in my body. I can do my yoni steaming. I was doing a lot of yoni steaming after I gave birth and I would hold her sometimes. I'd even breastfeed her sometimes while I'm yoni steaming. And of course that's not ideal. I want to be completely in my experience, but I can still make it work. Like yoga. I don't necessarily want her to be in my yoga with me, but if she wakes up and she is there, I'm just going to grab her, throw her on the mat, blow in her face and involve her in it as much as I can. Totally. Yeah. And it's better Mm. than not doing it all. I agree. I, that I had that conception before I had my first child that it was like, well, if my yoga practice can't look like it always did before, then how am I even going to do it at all? And yeah, I think some of that letting go of expectations around what it's going to play out is a really valuable skill. Um, I think that's so key that you said that because, and that's what cyclical awareness is, is understanding that everything is going to change. We are like, Mm. we're always in a phase. It's always moving. And when we hold on to these expectations that something needs to look a certain way, that what leads to disappointment Mm -hmm. Um, and rather than being able to ride the waves because there is always going to be ups and downs um, with motherhood, with our energy, with how, and with her energy. Like I, I have to adapt to her energy as well and be able to go with the flow is huge when you have a little human that you can't necessarily predict how they're going to feel. Totally. Yeah. Well, and I think that's, it's relevant even beyond people that like you were saying, it's like, this is the case for regular life. It's, I think it's a little more poignant, a little, when you have, Mm -hmm. when you have a little one that depends on you for everything, you know, how little stuff is in your control, but, but really we'd be fooling ourselves to think that we ever have any more control. Yeah, exactly. So, um, (laughs) can you say a little bit more about, uh, just in general, how, or like maybe if you have any tips or, um, Mm -hmm. tools, practices, things, how this applies, like cyclical awareness, I mean, um, to entrepreneurship, to having a nine to five, to just like navigating life. Yeah. So it's definitely easier when you have control of your own schedule, whether that's entrepreneurship, whether that's being a stay at home mom, you have a little more control of your schedule. Or I know I have a friend in a PhD, she like her schedule looks a little different than the nine to five. So when you have more control of your schedule, it's a lot easier because you can kind of plan out your days more. So you can look at when am I going to be in this phase and trust that a lot of this comes to trusting So if you're in Crone and you know you need to get something done, but you're going to wait until Maiden, trusting that I know the energy will come. I know the inspiration will come. Mm -hmm. We can't always do that when we're in a nine to five. So, or we have commitments, even um, like I'm staying at home right now with my baby, but I still have weekly commitments. And you said something about knowing that we're valuable or knowing that we're good in every phase. And I think that's so important with this work is that, I just had a client the other day that was like, oh, I should have planned my event in ovulation and I didn't. And I said, 
maybe you would have showed up in a certain way if you were in ovulation, but how you show up in each phase of your cycle is still perfect. It's Uh still you. It's a part of you. It's just going to have a different energy. It's just going to have a different flair. So being able to bring that to your job. So yeah, knowing that, okay, maybe when you're in Crohn and you have to show up to work, you take the time to make that cup of tea so that you can feel, or you wear your cozy sweater, or you you do something that allows you to feel kind of restful while you're still working. Again, these are just ideas if you yeah. have the option to do it. Um, and then in inner spring, maybe you put on a scent that makes you feel a little more like alive, or you wear, <laughs> she's just screaming, um, <clears throat> You wear those clothes that remind you to be young and playful, Um, like bringing that energy to your work tasks. Um, Inner summer, maybe you're talking to your coworkers more and you're actually like, how can I help you with this project? I have a little more time to do a little more collaborating or brainstorming. Um, And then, yeah, and then in Enchantress, I find inner fall is very boundaried. So where maybe are you giving your time away at work that you don't need to be? So just like, yeah. it's really just how you're bringing your intention to each of your days. And we o- can't always control every situation, but we can still use the energy to influence our day-to-day life. I love that. Yeah. Cause in an ideal world, yeah, we would plan the events during, um, the ovulation mm-hmm. phase but I I like that that like it's not always an ideal world and sometimes you have to do things uh that don't quite fit but I like that idea that we can just still do the things that might not seem like they fit within that cycle but lean into the energy of it a little bit more I like that idea yeah and knowing that we're whole in any phase and like the more we show up in those phases where we like I mean, bleeding prone is the best example because sometimes you don't want to see anybody Um, showing up and knowing that like, okay, I'm still worthy if I'm wearing my baby sweater and I have a heating pad on um, and I don't want to talk a lot, you know, and like you're still perfectly perfect exactly as you are. It just looks a little different than when you were in Maiden. Yeah, I love that. So are there any other um, thoughts you want to leave us with on that or like? things you wanted to get to ways to to kind of tie it up neatly in a bow um I think like when it comes to motherhood and using this cycle awareness I think it's just thinking of it as a gift not only to yourself but to your family to be able to understand what you need what you want how to take care of yourself is going to allow you to take better care of all those around you whether that be children, partners, um, friends, coworkers, better understanding yourself is going to allow you to better regulate yourself so that you can show up in a way that feels most aligned for you and being able again to understand that things will shift, things will change. And like the biggest thing for me, I think is when I'm in those low phases, like that second half of the cycle, being able to notice when my brain is playing these little tricks on me and I'm Mm. feeling like I'm not good enough and the self-doubt is coming up or the criticism is coming up and it still comes up for me all the time but now I can like kind of be like okay where's the moon where where am I in my cycle oh 
that makes sense. I'm feeling like that. How can I have a little compassion for myself? Allow myself to feel it, but have a little compassion. So it just, it just allows things to flow. I know that's like kind of a woo woo term, but I feel like that's exactly what this it's not though I mean I th- it is kind of but it's starting to gain some traction mm-hmm. and there are even people in more scientific I guess realms yeah. talking about a flow state you know and why it's good yes. to be in a flow state and all everything that that means um so yeah it's not just like a woo-woo punny because they call your cycle amp flow it's like there's some yeah. real yeah you know like there's some real stuff <laughs> yeah. to that um yeah, and, and bringing flow in your life. We all want to create more ease. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So much wisdom and, and good tips. So um, you want to tell us how you work with clients or how folks can find you, that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm on Instagram and Facebook. I'm on Facebook at Shelby Moon and Instagram at Shelby Moon. And I... Mostly right now, what I'm focusing on is I just started a membership last month where I'm teaching people all about integrating the phases. So we go through a lesson of integrating this wisdom, and then we do activation embodiment tools to help us actually try it on. So working with these archetypes, like you said, um, the zodiacs, like whatever archetype you're working with, just having a way of kind of trying on the energy. How do I feel to be like, if we were talking about maiden, how does it feel to be playful, to try new things? How can I? So through either meditation or yoga practices or tapping or um, chanting, different ways that we can feel the vibrations. Oh, feel the vibrations of um, these different archetypes and try them on. That is where I've been putting most of my energy these days. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing your expertise and wisdom with us. Um, yes. Yeah, for being here. And yeah, I'm thanks, excited. Rosemary. It was great. Grateful to hear some baby cues because I love baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Yes, you're so welcome. Oh. And that's it for today, friends. I guess I ended the recording cutting Shelby off right in the end of our niceties at the end there, but you got the idea. So Shelby's membership is open, I believe, for folks to join. I put a link in the show notes. If you visit her social media, um, that's a great place to connect with her. I get a lot of value out of following Shelby on social media. Um, A ton of good stuff she has there. You can also find, I know in her link in bio, she has a free moon cycle guide is a little freebie offering she has there. And I honestly, I haven't downloaded it, but I imagine that would be a really good way to get a taste of more of this, of what working with her is like for free. Um, so go to Shelby's social media and uh, sign up for that there. It's in her link in bio. I saw it just this morning when I was preparing this episode. Um, and you can also find details about her membership. I linked her social media and the membership join page in the show notes. But then if you're interested in more of the stuff that I do, like um, I'm more astrology focused. So the moon is like one piece of what I do. I just think it's it's important for you to know where you're 
focus wise. If you want to go deeper with this material, I will have a resource in my membership that is kind of the idea. It's kind of like Patreon, the membership I have. It's just not through Patreon, but it's the exact same concept. If you listen to a lot of podcasts, um, it's the exact same concept as Patreon. If you want to support this show because it is ad free, support the work that I do. If it brings you value, you can sign up for a membership and you get just bonus episodes, bonus resources, um, ways to go deeper with the material. Um, yeah, you can sign up there. And this week's way to go deeper with the material is I will have a cycle tracking worksheet that I have, I came up with a long time ago, actually, um, before I even had a membership and I was like, how can I like share this with people? Um, I don't know. (laughs) I like made it and use it in my own life. And so basically the idea of it is, um, So it'll go live tomorrow for members. So if you sign up now, it's not in there yet, but it will be up soon. And um, it's so it's going to be a way to track the moon cycle, your menstruation menstruation cycle. If you have one, you can just leave that spot blank. If you don't, it's not going to be like a big gaping hole in the worksheet. Um, And then also to track your emotions and just some other little things on one nice little handy thing. And um, in the one I will be putting out for the members, it will have the next several months of where the moon will be. So if you want that, um, you can just, you know, maybe you don't have any interest in doing the worksheet long term, but it could also be helpful to know where the moon's going to be the next little bit. And like I do with most things for the membership, I will probably also offer it up as a separate product for sale but when I do that it requires me to do all this like technological logistical stuff it's super annoying and I've been really behind this week because of snow days and sick days and things so um I can't make any guarantees on how long it'll take me to get that out I am just one person I do not have a team I have a child and a family and uh sometimes I'm overly optimistic with my timelines so I'm starting to learn to just not give you a time if I don't really know how long it's going to take. So you can get it in the membership or I'm sure I will tell you if or when it becomes available as a product to purchase separately. Or you can email me if you're really excited about it, but don't want the ongoing commitment of the membership. So if you stuck around this long, I'm super glad that you're here. Please remember to always keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars and stay in the light until next time, friends.